This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or 3people.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. The season is over, but uh, we have to get over the season and move on. Um, And we've got a series uh, of of podcast episodes. We're going to look at some of the England games um, in the summer and also have a series of interviews and maybe a few Robins reunited. Um, So Matt, Matt is with me. Um, Matt, 17 years ago, were you at Ashton Gate for the Hartlepool game? I was, mate. I was, yeah. what an absolutely incredible night, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was. Indeed. I've seen your your tweet around Jeff Selling saying about the uh, the stands bouncing, and, and it really was. And Christian Roberts was a particular favourite of mine. Um, I remember signing him from Exeter. Mate of mine's an Exeter City fan and talked sort of highly of him. Um, and I really, really liked Christian Roberts. So for him to sort of feature and then score that goal was just incredible. And yeah, it um, brings. Brings the hairs on the back of your neck just thinking about it now, doesn't it? It does. But to think it's it 17 years ago is frightening, don't forget. It is but, yeah. absolutely frightening. It's, it's the first game that my wife, and probably the last, that my wife came to with me. Yeah, um, and I think she thought it was going to be like that every game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately it wasn't. But, um, yeah, it was one to to definitely to cherish and remember. I think alongside that, the Man United home game and the Crystal Palace playoff game as well. That's the sort of the loudest I've heard Ashton Gate. And let's hope yeah. that we get um, some of those days in the future. But just to touch mm. on Friday before we move on. So Friday, I'm going to be playing at Ashton Gate in a charity game. Um, and Matt is going to be on the sidelines, probably trying to get me substituted after about five minutes, I imagine. <laughs> it's, Matt- it's, fu- it's funny, Jill, my other half said, that, are you playing Friday? And I went, Jill, with my knees, I struggle to walk up the stairs. How am I going to be playing football? You can run on with a bucket and no, a sponge. Mate. No, mate. No, I'd run on with box, uh, um, Buster's boxing gloves if we can do that. But yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, looking forward to it. We've got a series of um, of players playing for us from, um, from ex-Bristol City. So at the moment, we've got Scott Murray, Kevin Amankwa, Rob Edwards, Joe Bunnell, Tony Thorpe, Lewis Carey. Um, we'll throw in a few celebrity names into there as well. So Alex Beresford, uh, Tom Davis and Tamar Hassan, hoping they get those guys make it down from, from London and then from Robbins TV, Toby Osborne, Peter Trago and, and the MD of Ashton Gate himself. Mark Kelly is going to be putting his boots on that. Brilliant. Can't wait. Tom Davis. I, I really, really hope Tom Davis is there. I really like Tom Davis. Yeah. Very funny man. So Man yeah. mountain. Yeah. Uh, on to today's show. So uh, yesterday at Ashton Gate, it was a very busy day um, at the, at, not Ashton Gate, in fact, at the Robbins High Performance Centre, I should say. Sam Pearson, Riley Tyler, Awar Edwards, and our guest today, Tommy Conway. It looked like City had signed One Direction at some point there. Uh, so Tommy, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Have you recovered from yesterday's high? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was a good day. Yeah. Good yeah. Congratulations, Tommy. Well deserved, mate. Thank you. 
So a three-year deal keeps you, keeps you here until at least 2024 and hopefully beyond. Um, but we're going to go we're going to go back to sort of the beginning, and we were just chatting there about the Hartlepool game 17 years ago when you were only one years old, which is uh, frightening for us, us 40 and 50 year old Matt. Sorry to <laughs> drop that in there. Um, but uh, back to the beginning, you were born on the 6th of August 2002. Whereabouts were you born? I was born in Taunton at uh, Musgrave Park Hospital. Okay, so you born born and bred in Taunton, and you've you've lived there, and you still live there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm here now. Yeah. Okay, so um, I've just taken my three and a half year old to his first ever football training at Emerson's Green Juniors across the road, and I wasn't sure quite when to start. So curious as to when when you were taken along to your first training session. Obviously, you probably won't remember it, but any ideas? Um, I think I was probably I think I was four. And my dad wanted to start a under fives, under sixes team because he knew the guy who run the, the the club, and I think they started under sevens. But my dad wanted to start a, a team younger than that, uh, and I he managed to get through and all my friends from primary school in whatever year year one, we all we all started playing at that age, and I remember going to the to the place, and the grass was about. 30 centimeters long it was awful <laughs> but but yeah that's where it all started for me what what club club was that yeah shout out to the it was team a place called Alla park rangers Alla park rangers okay um and then so the pathway through obviously you, you were uh, went to school and you, and being born on the 6th of august i guess you were always the youngest in your class weren't you were one of the youngest how did that affect you as a person so i felt like i was always playing catch up almost if you get me so I was in my class and there'd be people like born in September who were like 11 months older than me and it's like I was always behind and sometimes I'd be like in lower classes at school but in the long run I've worked out that that's that helped me to be the person I am today because it just makes me work hard even more yeah, I thought you might say that actually, and I, I, I my my brother is the same. And Matt, you were just saying that your brother is actually born on the same day as Tommy. Born on on August the sixth. Yeah, a few few years a few years older than you, mate. Yeah, but born on yeah. August the sixth. Yeah, and, and my granddad, funny enough. So yeah, blimey. Yeah, this is there you this go. Is what day? Scary. Scary. <laughs> um, so I'm always going to remember Tommy Conway's birthday, now. <laughs> yeah, my card. Um, yeah. So so. Obviously, you started your journey quite young in football. How did that pathway grow, go through until you actually got picked up by Bristol City, which I think was at a really young age, along with Riley Tyler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I was seven. So as you do when you play for your Sunday league team over the summer, you have your tournaments on a Saturday or a Sunday where you go and you play all the teams and a knockout group stage sort of thing. And there was one in Brislington, so, which was quite a long way yeah, at that you. age yeah, yeah. to come and, and play. And I was playing and then I, I got home that day and my dad just said, Bristol City want to bring you in on trial. And at that age, you didn't really know much about it. You were just excited. You just wanted to play football. Mm. So I think the following week, I started a six-week trial period at the club. And that lasted about two weeks. And then they were like, yeah, we want to offer him a, a, a contract. And I thought you were going to say they bombed you out after two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's two weeks. Crikey, yeah. 
who took the training? Who took the who did the trial? So I it, it was a person called Ian Tinknell. Okay. He was my first ever coach. Right. So I, I always remember that. And uh, do you know, you know Scouter Joe? Kev Scott. Oh, was it Kev? Was it? Yeah, I know Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because James James Morton's dad does a lot of scouting as well. And I know I used to see Hayden quite a bit at a lot of the tournaments. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and like you were saying about your dad, and I'd be interested to know what your dad thought about it. But I I probably different with you being his son. But um, I used to run a team with my brother, and we'd go to tournaments, and you'd have the scouts there, and obviously they'd look to pick your best players. And it was great because you wanted that, but selfishly from your team point of view, you're like, <laughs> oh yeah. And we had one tournament out at Chipping Sobbury and we won the tournament. And literally before we'd picked up the, the trophies, a Rover scout had come over and said, oh, can I speak to you about your centre half and your striker? And I'm like, oh, thank you, mate, mate, come on. We've just won the <laughs> tournament. So brilliant for you guys. But I always feel sorry for the coaches when, when that yeah. happens. So, yeah. yeah. And as I can go back to that question, as it was sort of the youngest in the group, Tommy, um, to get picked out by a scout, what do you think it was they saw? Because obviously they often look at like, you know, a bit of flair, a bit of power and pace and something that sort of puts you not physically head and shoulders above the other. But what others, what do you think um, sort of stood out for them? Probably just me scoring goals because that's, all I've loved doing since I was a kid, since I was seven playing playing for my uh, local team. But I just think the knack of being in the right place at the right time and scoring goals from a young age, probably, they probably thought mm, if he can carry this on, he might have a career in the game. So that's, that's probably what I think. Brilliant. Did you always play as a, a striker, Tommy? Right yeah, always been, yeah. yeah, always yeah. been a striker. And then later on in my academy career, I dropped into the 10 almost. Right. But and then I moved back to striker. But me playing in that ten for a while helped me because that helped me on my link up play and coming in to get on the ball, and that yeah. really helped my game. Yeah, well, be very careful if Dave Horseman gets hold of you because he <laughs> he he converted Max O'Leary from defender, sorry, yeah, defender to goalkeeper. Yeah. So um, yeah, beware of that. But I yeah. think you're a bit more, a bit further on the journey now than than, than Max <laughs> yeah. was. Um, uh, Matt, comes back to you. That I mean, what what do you think? It is about the young players and what do scouts look for for any young players that are listening? It's, it's interesting and I think it's probably changed over the years, but but certainly a couple of lads that I had scouted for the team I was playing or was, was managing, um, they picked them up on because exactly like you said, Patch, their power, their physique, technically they weren't necessarily the greatest, although I, I had a couple that did couple got skated by Bristol City. You might, Marcus Day, do you know Marcus Day, Tommy? Was there a couple yeah, of seasons yeah, back? Yeah, So Marcus used to, to play for me. Um, and yeah, that, he was technically very good. But for a couple of the others, it was because of their physicality. They could run all day. But like I said, technically they weren't the best, but they felt they could work on that. But you would struggle to work on the physical aspects of it. So, but I think, it, again, it depends. Different scouts, different coaches, different teams see... Um, different things. Goal scorers are always going to get noticed. So from from Thomas' point of view, if he's banging the goals in at that age, he was always going to get noticed and picked up. Yeah, absolutely. So um, forgive me, you might have said, Tommy, what age did you get picked up? Is it eight or nine? Oh, seven. Seven. Okay, so seven-year-old boy wanting to play with his mates. You made a big sacrifice there by coming up to Bristol City. Obviously, you, you know, your parents, I imagine, were were transporting you you know, an hour each way, probably at least. 
Um, yeah. So a big, a big, a big investment in time from your parents, and also a big investment from you to move to a different group, uh, you know, group of friends. Um, you spoke yesterday on on the Bristol City uh, video um, with the announcement about a Dave and Tracy. Now I'm, I want to hear a little bit more about these guys because they sound like real unsung heroes. What what is their role? Do they work for the club? How does it work? So Dave and Tracy are the, probably it was Dave to start. So Dave does is head of transport at Bristol City. And obviously me living so far away when I was at school, the club started putting on transport to help my parents out. So Dave would come down on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, pick me up outside school, take me to training. I'd finish training, get back in the van, go back home and I'd be getting home about 10, 10-ish and then I'd have school the next day and then I'd go again. Dave picked me up from school. What time would you school. finish school? What time would you, was it normal school finish or would yeah, you finish Yeah, 20 past three. 20 right, past okay. You pick me up straight there, we go straight to training. No, ah, this is I find that. this absolutely incredible. And yeah. it's this sort of thing that, that fans would have no idea that, about. Absolutely. That yeah. the, the club make an investment to pick a lad up yeah. who's not guaranteed to become, you know, a first team player from Taunton to bring him to football training. It's incredible, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And again, shows how much the game's moved on in, you know, the the, the quality obviously that, that Tommy was showing. I, I'm guessing Tommy they did that for other players that yeah. lived in yeah. Yeah. But no, it is. You're right, Patch. We don't ever hear that sort of thing, do we? And I, I have to say, I thought the way you spoke about them yesterday, Tommy, was that they must have been really proud at the way you were speaking because, um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to blow smoke um, your way, but I thought it was really, really, yeah, emotional, heartwarming, the fact that you were so generous with what you were saying about them and recognising them as well as your parents and what an impact they've obviously had on, on your fledging career. So yeah, fair play yeah. to you, mate, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Great to hear. And, and uh, did you actually sort of stay with them as well sometimes? Yeah. Well? So, so they, that happened ever since I think year seven, year six. So primary school, borderline secondary school is picking me up. So that was a year. So I've known Dave for years and then sometimes Dave wouldn't be able to do it. So then, this is where Tracy comes in. So then Tracy would sometimes fill in for Dave because they're together. Right. So then I got to my uh, scholar, and I on my first year scholar, and I was staying in Filton. And then my first year scholar ended, didn't really go as planned. It changed digs to my second year, and Dave and Tracy had offered to take me into their home. So I didn't blink twice at that idea because I'd known them for so long. Mm. I, I I just knew that would be right for me. So I'd moved in with them and literally my second year I just took off my football. I was I was I was doing well. I was playing up with the 23s, I was scoring on and I went on loan to Yate. But when they brought me in, it was like I was their I was their son. That's how I felt when I was yeah. in their home. It was like they're my second parents and they say yeah. it now. They they yeah, say they call man. me their son now, which is <laughs> which is a nice thing, which is a nice thing to have. And, you know, I spoke to Dave yesterday on the phone about my new contract and I was just thanking him for everything they've done done for me. And long may I continue, hopefully, in the future with them. Wow. What a relationship that is, Matt. 
yeah, incredible. And I've, I've got to say again, Tommy, what a credit to your mum and dad for the way that you've been brought up for you to react like that. Because a lot of, you know, unfortunately in the, in the modern game, especially a, a lot of kids would take it for granted. And for you to speak like that about them, great credit to your mum and dad, mate. They must be really proud of you. But yeah, you're right. And it's, it's funny, again, I've known a couple of coaches and stuff in the past and, and they've often said to me that, players that have been in is it dick like is it kind of a, a halls digs. or digs at yes, digs, to, yeah. yeah it's like a family home <clears throat> yeah um and quite a few people have sort of said to me that when they then moved to, to a settled situation like you did with Dave and Tracy again what a difference it makes from a football point of view so probably great to start with but you recognized yourself that that first year it needed that change in from that point on so again patch unseen heroes of the football club really isn't it? you don't see those yeah. kind of people's commitments to it. So, yeah, brilliant. 100%. Before we all get too emotional about Dave and Tracy, we better move. <laughs> move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, fantastic. And and thanks again to, to Dave and Tracy for all they do for the club. Um, so you mentioned there your first sort of brush with adult football was, was well, as a club, was Yate Town. Uh, so two goals in 12 games. How did you find that? I've, I've, I've been to Yate Town a few times to yeah. watch, and I, I always quite like going there i love the fact that they've got sort of trees on two sides of the pitch it makes it feel like you're in you know in the middle of a forest but um how did yeah. you find that experience playing for yake town and uh any shout outs to players and manager there yeah well when i i remember when i first went uh, there was a training session and i thought this has got to be the biggest pitch i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> the, the pitch is massive but yeah well when i went there there was four of us that went there from under 18s, there was me, Sam Bell, James Taylor, and Joe Lowe. Um, there was times where like two were starting, two were on the bench, and then the next thing you know, those two are out, and the two that were on the bench were starting. And it was like we're used to starting, and then it was getting used to that. You got to build your way into the team. Yeah. And I think when I, because that was me, I was on a bench, and I had to work my way into the team. So. Once I got the opportunity, I took it and then I stayed into the, in the team and obviously COVID brought that to an end. But yeah, when I was there, I, I enjoyed it and I made some good friends. So it was my first experience in men's football. But yeah, there was a few players there I still speak to now. One called, uh, we call him Des. He's a character. <laughs> um, there's some stories there in there <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stories just trying to work out why you might call him Des uh, <laughs> could be yeah, his name but, uh, <laughs> the gaffer at the time were, was Polly Paul Britton uh, Judders and Cuts was the assistant so they they made that experience enjoyable for me I bet they did any, any sort of grief or because of you being you know lads from a professional club going to Yate or were all, all the players you know accepting yeah that like I think you've got to prove yourself yeah when you go into training but you've got to make sure you work hard that that, yeah. that was for me because yeah. they're probably expecting players to go in there they think oh they think they've made it they're coming to Yate Town yeah but for me I wanted to prove myself to them that, so that when I leave I want them to know that I'm a good player, yeah. and they want that I work hard. That's why. Yeah. That's what I wanted to leave, and I think that's what all four of us done at the time. Yeah. And a great for Yates Ming- to go on, go on, Matt. Sorry, I was going to say, was it Tyrone Mings that was at Yates? Yeah, was, I it? believe yeah. he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, 
Yeah. I was going to say, it's great for Yate Town to sort of build that relationship with Bristol City because there's going to be other players like you now and in seasons to come that will want to follow that same path. They'll see that it's worked out for you and it'll give Yate Town and it'll come on to Bath yeah. in a second that sort of gravitas to take on those players and, and trust them with them, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And it's, it, it's a step up as well, and it men's football and probably the because you won't have played Sunday league men's football and the, 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 the aggro that you get with that in yeah. the, you know, and I'm, I'm not in any way comparing Yates that, but playing against men, you know, as a, a young lad is also going to be good for your, you know, your experience in your career, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah you, you're bang on patch getting those, those kind of forging those rep- uh, relationships is, is so important. Yeah. So you banged in 11 goals in 16 games for Bath City. I mean, that is a fantastic return. Um, I think how many steps up in terms of the football league, you know, the football ladder is that from Yate to Bath? I was just a one above, I yeah. believe, because Yate is seven prem and then one above yeah. has come from itself. Okay. So it's just, it's a step up and, and you've got all those goals, you know, and this was, I guess, during the, during the pandemic, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, so how did that go at Bath? Obviously, you know it's um, you know a different ground. You, you've got different people to impress. You, it's like starting a new job for for us. You go into a new job and you have to start all over again, impress the people. Um, how does the how how did that journey go with you um, for you at Bath City? And I guess that was with Jim Rollo, was it? Yeah. Jerry Gill. Yeah. Jerry Gill there, or yeah, it was Jerry, yeah. Jerry and Jim. Yeah. Jerry but... and Jim, what a combo! Yeah. <laughs> when I was. I think I joined early on, like right at the start of the season. So I've been um, just after pre-season. So I started season bath. But yeah, my first game scored in the, my debut, I scored in the first two minutes. And <laughs> when when I scored, I thought, I thought, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. And then I got another one in that game. And then I think I got another two the following week. And I, I felt, and I felt at home already after mm. two games because I thought I can I can play at this level. Mm. And then it was just about maintaining that for as long as I could and just playing games and scoring. That was all that was in my head, playing well and scoring goals. So I know that once I do this, I can make the step up again yeah. and tick, tick this box almost. And during those 16 games, were you playing with another striker? Or were, how, how, was the, how was the team structured, the formation, etc.? Um, sometimes, sometimes it would be me. So, so we'd be playing a four-two-three-one, four-three-three. Uh, at times, I swipe up on my own, and then other times it would be three-five-two, four-four-two. Okay, so, so it varies. was a mixture of both. Yeah, mm. it was a mixture of both. I think that's when I first, with greatest respect, heard of you. Um, from a, a city point of view, and then took an interest. Am I right in thinking you took the pens as well, Tommy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I mean for a young lad in in the men's game? You know, at a, 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 a pro semi pro level, for you to pick the ball up for a pen, did you know? Was that always the case, or was it just to happen that I don't know the the, the nominated pen taker wasn't on the pitch at the time, or you just that confident? Give me the ball, I'm scoring goals. Um. The first pen we got, I we was playing away at Concord Rangers on a on a night. Right. Yeah, that that was. Don't even know where that is. I don't even know. Yeah, where is Concord Rangers? To be honest, I couldn't even tell you. (laughs) He had his eyes shut for the whole coach journey. He was asleep. All I know, it was 
on a caravan site. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm going Excellent. to give you yeah. a Cold Rangers as yeah. well. We're talking. <laughs> um, and I, I started the game right wing. And in the second half, I was I was dribbling inside the box, went down. The left back brought me down. And the ref gave a pen. And then it was like I was playing for City. I, I walked over to the ball, like in the 23s, I thought they've still picked it up. And no one come over to me, but they just like accepted the fact that I was taking the pen and right. I just put it down on the spot and no one said anything. And you blazed it over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you but, scored? Did you score? Yeah, scored. Yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like after that, we just got a pen. I think I, I think I scored three pens at Bath, yeah. but I'd won them. So I just like went to the ball. They didn't really have a nominated penalty taker, but I just got the ball and no one ever said anything to me. So I didn't really think about that. Canvey Can Island, Essex, Conquer Rangers. So that is a hell of a journey. <laughs> yeah, it was a long one. Hell of a it was a long one. Just on the pens, Tommy, have you got a... I mean, again, technique or method. They, they always, there's various different things in there. Always, you know, pick your spot. Don't change your mind. Or do you, you know, are you one of those takes a decent run up and and picks a spot? Or do you couple of steps or stuttering run? What's your what's your technique? Or does it vary? Hopefully, he hasn't been watching Naki Wells take a penalty. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it was the one. Oh, Aguero. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I prefer bottom right that's where I like, there's no goalkeepers just, listening to this yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I hope is well. <laughs> change it but just two steps to the left and then just straight run up no stutters I yeah. think that would disrupt my rhythm but yeah but then now you've got all this analysis yeah and so on it's like I've gone there twice it's like a bit of mind games it's like mm. do I switch it up because he knows I'm where I've yeah. gone before so I have switched up throughout the season. I've I've gone literally everywhere, left down the middle and yeah. right. So I always think I don't. F- for me in terms of penalty tickets, Harry Kane. I just don't think yeah. it, he seems to smash the ball in wherever he hits it. He seems to smash it in. And and the other one is Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney literally hits his penalties down the middle of the goal. But I think even if the keeper was stood behind it, the the keeper would go in the net with it, where he just smashed yeah. it so hard that. Yeah. Do you have within the club, do we, so in, in a game, so take take the Millwall game, if we'd have got a pen, is it already someone designated who would be on pens or a game, would it be, you know, if you went for the ball, Naki would let you take it or whatever, or is it determined beforehand? Not since I've been with the first team. No right. one's been designated. I, I I reckon it's just whoever fancies it. Because yeah. like you, you could, you make your confidence might not be where it should yeah. be. And yeah. it's like, I, mean, I didn't really fancy it. So it's like, whoever fancies it, takes it. So that's why I think we do it first. And- One thing we were amazed about, Matt, was in that in that game um, towards the end of the season when Alex Scott just sort of take, started taking yeah, all the free it. kicks. That confidence, yeah. is, it, you know, that confidence level is frightening to see. And it's great to see as well, Matt. I, I mean, there's an old saying, isn't it? If you're, you're good enough, you're young enough, or yeah, whichever way rank that is. But... But I, I love that. I said we we referenced that on the podcast with Alex. And I think Alex is a tremendous player and you could probably tell us far more about his his skills. But similarly with you, Tommy, and, and it's great to see youngsters coming in 
with lots of experienced pros, but yeah, wanting the ball, wanting to take the free kick, wanting to be on, you know, dead balls and stuff. Yeah, brilliant. And that's, for me, that's what will then separate you and drive you on because you've got that confidence, haven't you? You know, mm. the best players have all got that self-belief and you've got to have that, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so your, your time at Bath City's finished. You come back to, to Bristol City and you're training with the first team, presumably? Yeah, so... I had a little spell with the 23s for about two, three months when I got back. Mm-hmm. And then in between that, I was doing little bits with the first team. And then the gaffer got appointed and his first session, I was meant to have, I was meant to be off that day. I was meant to 23s, I was meant to be off. And Tins called me up at like eight o'clock so I was like half asleep on my day off. And he was like, he was like, the gaffer, the new gaffer wants you in to train. So what then time, I was what like, time's training start? Training was, uh, you had to be in at half nine. Oh God. So, so are you in Taunton or are you at Dave and Tracy's? I was at Dave and Tracy's, <laughs> oh, well, thank okay. the Lord. Phew. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank God. But yeah, and then he, he was like, just let me confirm it. And then about 10 minutes later, we rang me back saying you're training. And then from there, it was literally Thursday train, Friday train, and then I was on the bench against Swansea. So it literally, that happened right. so quick. That was unbelievable. I guess yeah. having that sort of short time, you don't get too long to think about it and mull no. it over. That's probably an advantage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I think if I, if I had time to think about what, well, everything that's happened, really, mm. it's like it would be so... Mm mad but it's only now i'm starting to like really see what the bigger picture and yeah it's unbelievable i mean it's it's not been a great season for bristol city in all the injuries but we have to take the positives out of it and the positive has been you guys the 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 the, the next gen lot yeah. of, of city players coming through um so you have to you know take the positives and it's been fantastic to see and obviously you make your debut away at coventry coming on as a substitute did did you um expect to get on that day how did you how did that come around um normal training on a friday and um traveling with the squad so i hadn't heard anything and then obviously the game was going on and it was about the 60th minute and for my debut, you only think like, um, you might get the last five or whatever. Mm. But then Pat Mountain, the goalie coach, was walking up the steps to the subs because he was in the stands. And then he was like, oh, Tommy, go warm up. And I was like, I was like, I'd like, me? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Would you turn around like... Yeah, I, I always, like, I always love that on the, on the touchline when you can see the manager or the coach like waving down the touchline to one of the players and they're all like, what, me? <laughs> me, yeah. Brilliant. And then I went to warm up and then they got the penalty. Within about a minute when I went down to warm up, they scored the pen and literally the, then the gaffer called me back and I was like, so literally it happened in about four minutes. He got told I was coming yeah. I was, to warm up and then I was on. It, it was mad again that short turnaround is probably a good thing yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's lots of things obviously covid wise which have you know been, been horrendous in the world but little things you tell them that tell but like your mum and dad not being able to be in the stands to see your debut and you know they're, they're the kind of other moments within it obviously they're going to be hugely proud and they'll have watched it i'm sure but you know i, I think about that as well that, you know what what a shame 
Um, but and and you know, next season fans there, it'd be great to for them to be there and you to be playing in front of fans, wouldn't it? So yeah, yeah. but it's brilliant. it's it's um you know almost like a, a baptism, but then the baptism of fire is next season. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. almost like another debut. I, I yeah, and, and I, I'm not a footballer, but it must it, surely it's going to feel like that, isn't it? Playing in front of fans for the first time is going to feel like a debut again, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, brilliant. So the we were actually in the stands for your first goal at home to Luton. Unfortunately, it got chalked off, but we enjoyed your celebration nonetheless. <laughs> uh, harsh, harsh. I'm I'm thinking VAR is not ruling that one, ain't mate? If, if we I, had VAR, I think he's in. Saint. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bit of stick for that. But it's all a learning experience, Tommy. You know, you look look yeah. across to the linesman. As fans, I never celebrate a goal until I see the linesman walk, yeah. run, run back up. Um, and luckily, we haven't got to put up with VAR. And even yeah, more so with VAR, isn't it? I mean, like you take last weekend's Chelsea Leicester final. That was a proper roller coaster, wow. wasn't it? You know, and yeah. that, horrible to say it. And I'm not a Leicester or a Chelsea fan, but I did want Leicester to win. Um, and so when the Chelsea goal was ruled out, you kind of thought, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, I mean, we we both said patch, didn't we? And it's not because we, you know, we've, we've got you on after sort of your, your debut and stuff, Tommy. But we were so impressed with your work rate, but also your running. And we've watched a lot of, I mean, we've watched every game this season on Robin's TV. But you don't see the work that's done off the ball. Um, and the intelligent runs and things like that. And that was one of the things that we referenced after that game was this this lad's going to be a player because you watch what he does off the ball, his work rate. Um, and it goes back to what you said earlier on with Yate about working hard and proving yourself. That was clear to me and Patch, just, yeah, and, and Paul, who was with us on that day, you know, we we straight away said, this lad, yeah, you just watch his runs. What an intelligent player. So it was good. We were, I mean, it's great to be there, but it was good that we could see you so early on to yeah. see the sort of player that you were. So, yeah. Adam, and you, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned intelligent runs there, Matt. And obviously the first goal away at Millwall was from an intelligent run and Brilliant. a great through ball, great sight from, from Henry Lansbury. And uh, a few people have referenced it as an easy finish. But for me uh, and for Matt, it was far from that. You had to get into the position, knock it, knock it round slash through a goalkeeper and a defender, and then still have the presence of mind to, to get it into, into the net. And we've seen over the years, Matt, in the Premier League, Ronnie Rosenthal always springs to mind yeah. as uh, glazing over. But you had to remain calm and slot it in. Talk us through the goal and the, you've, the, the vision that you you know had to run into that space, etc. Talk it through for us so it it started with Max O'Leary in goal and he threw it out to Jack Hunt it was quite good play it was, it was one touch and Hunt he's played inside then Casey set it to Lansbury and Lansbury's come in he's played bounced off me I played one touch but as I've played one touch the defenders come with me because they're playing three at the back he's left his, his slot almost and they were like wide open and then when he got it, I was like, I'm in here. And then I thought, he's played it. And then I made the run. Next thing you know, the, the two defender and keeper are like closing in on each other like that. And I thought, fine, if I can nick this, I've got, I've got an empty net. I'm in. And I've got there before. And is that them. going through your mind as it's... Well, it's like, it, it's like your eyes just yeah. <laughs> light up. And did, you, like, did you point... Did you point to where you wanted it or did Henry just put it in the slot he thought you should be? It's like 
we made eyes mm. and I knew he was going to play it and I was just off and then like I said I got the touch and then I saw the defender coming in so I thought I better put it in quick and then I put it in and then I had a quick look at the lino just to make sure I wasn't off <laughs> and, he's learned he's and, learned already yeah and then I and then I was off and I was loving it after that and an open goal team. an open goal pre- you know presents itself you know you've just got to remain composed haven't you in that situation hope for no bobbles on the pitch or anything yeah yeah if that bobbled up and I hit it over I think I'd be having nightmares about that for the rest of my life are you um are you right footed Tommy yeah yeah but you scored, it was your left, you put it in with, wasn't it? Yeah. To get across. Yeah. So you're, you're comfortable on both. But as Patch said, we we kind of got a bit a bit beefy with the Robins TV guys, didn't we, on the night? Because uh, the one, I think it was Dan was commentating um, on the day and he was like, yeah, you know, Tommy Conway, you know, he's not going to get an easier finish than that. And I was going ballistic. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's out to make a brilliant run. And, and to be fair, they did then say it afterwards in a couple of the, the guys on Twitter, some of the pros were sort of saying it. But what I loved, Tommy, not, not only the run and, and the, the, the composure with the finish, but your celebration was like a fan celebrating the goal you know and I'm not I don't, I don't even know if you were a Bristol City fan as a, as a youngster but seeing you could have been Exeter seeing you um celebrate like you did as fans that's what we want to see we want to see that it means that much mm. to players don't we Patch absolutely um, and I loved it absolutely loved it and yeah it was I know the the, the game <laughs> didn't pan out to be the greatest but but for me that was just a top top moment this season yeah who have you based have you got um time to think about your celebration or is it just whatever comes into your head it was whatever comes into my head I was next to I knew I was knee sliding and then yeah. I was up and then literally I was so happy yeah. I was, it was like everything had just gone into one and I just like scored and it was like well, that that whole journey I've been on yeah. and I've just scored for the first team it was it was just passion and yeah. I just, I just loved it and you could see that from the players couldn't you I think Maps kind of ran the, the length oh, of yeah. the pitch right? everyone was like on top of you and you could see what it meant to them for you to score as well yeah yeah I think Maps got his max speed sprint yeah. from centre back there <laughs> I imagine you're going to have that picture uh, blown up and put on on the wall at some point yeah yeah, hopefully. And that actually made you Bristol City's youngest ever championship goal scorer. So absolutely brilliant. Congratulations on that. Um, so, and what happened shortly after that, Tommy? The ball comes across and you hit it first time. I, I really, again, going back to confidence, I thought that was a great sign of confidence. It didn't, didn't go in, but some players, you know, more senior than you would have taken a touch and probably got tackled. The guy behind you was really close. For me, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, just your thoughts on your thoughts on that. Was it literally you just thought, I've just scored. If I hit this, it's going to go in. Yeah, yeah. It literally, that. When the ball come across, I think by the time I had a quick glance, it was it was just at my feet and I didn't have time to quick, quickly sort them out. And then after the game, people were like, oh, you could have took a touch. And then when I watched it back and I saw at the pace what the defender was running back and I thought it would have to be a, a tight touch and then mm. a quick shot yeah. to we, have control. We both control. said straight away patch, didn't we, that it was yeah. the, absolutely the right thing to do. And, you know, maybe six, seven times out of ten, you, you find the right connection that goes in. But yeah. we, we didn't 
not in any way criticised that at all, did we, Patch? No, no, no. Lovely to see. Lovely to see. Um, right, so we've got some just some questions now that people have sort of sent us or just some more random questions. But one we'll just clear up, first of all, is, is were you a City fan as a child or were you some were you a Premier League glory hunter? Come on. I was, I was Premier League. <laughs> Too much time playing FIFA. Go on then, but which Prem? I was Arsenal. Were you? So. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you've you've modelled yourself on some of the great strikers that Arsenal have had over the years, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then not, uh not Marcus Schumacher for a start. <laughs> and then um obviously being at Bristol City since seven, uh being in the academy always going to games is like Yeah. I've just been a fan ever yeah. since I was seven. It's not like I was born into a Bristol City mm. family. It was like I play from I support them now. Yeah. Like that. Who does your dad support? Arsenal. Right, so he's okay. got me into that. Yeah, so yeah. it's his fault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so some some random questions now. Uh, have you signed an autograph yet? And did you practice your signature? I've, I've had the same autograph since I was about seven. And that's no <laughs> lie. Since I signed. Was it Block Capitals? <laughs> no. no I, I write like that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I had to sign an autograph. It was after the Luton game. I was leaving the ground. And that was there you, was, Matt, um... was it? That was Matt, was it? <laughs> it was me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was, there was two young young fans and they had their shirts. And Brilliant. They was like, can, can you sign? And I was like, there. I was thinking, don't, don't F this up. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine, yeah. Tommy, the first time you see a fan with Conway on the back? Ah. Oh. I mean, it's oh, I'd take go it for granted. For a photo. <laughs> you take it, you take, we take it for granted as fans, you know. Not, I, I'm too old now to have names on the ship, but obviously, lots of players, lots You're of. You're never too there. old, Matt. Get Conway uh, on your back. Yeah. Get Conway, right? That's what I do this season, then, right? <laughs> you have a picture of you then. You got, next season, Tommy, you got to have the season of your life, and I'll get Conway on the back of the ship. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a great shape, Matt. And obviously, yeah, once you see that, it's um, you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very strange for you. But yeah. how about your first chant as well? Yeah, we'll have to come up with one. I love that. There's not I a lot that, that rhymes with Conway. We're gonna to have to think of something there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we we'll have to yeah. certainly think of something. Yeah, and yeah. We had we had tins on the Robins Reunited the other day with Belly, and um, he he was saying about that chant. You know, the 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 Tin Man is a something. Yeah. Um, he basically said, "There's no there's no way of replicating that high." So mm-hmm. you know, m- many more highs to come. Uh, come for you, Tommy. I'm sure, and uh, it's gonna yeah, be hopefully. it's gonna be uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um. The next one is around training. What um, is your favourite training ground drill? Is there one that you particularly enjoy? It's got to be small-sided games at the training. It's just got goals written all over it. And it's like always as tight, it's sharp, especially with the first team. It's And you know you get chances because you're playing with very good players. Yeah. So they give they feed you the ball and it's like, and goals and it's just it's good to watch as well on the side because it's just so intense the intensity is yeah. up there and is that the little goals or the sort of you know the little just the big of... goals so you have like oh, okay. Bents and Max or right Harv in goal and yeah it, I, I enjoy those the most yeah. for sure Fantastic. and having come from SGA or Filton and, and training there and now the guys, is it from next season, everybody's going to be up at the High Performance Centre? Yeah. Can can you see the benefit, Tommy, of, of the, the young lads being on the same 
the same pitches and the same performance centre. Can you see the value in that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you've got the 18s, some of them can't drive, some yeah. of the 23s can't drive. Mm. So it's like if they're there and the first team need a player, it's like he could have had an opportunity there, but he can't, yeah. he can't go, he can't get there. But now everyone being on the same site, he's literally on the pitch opposite. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we want him. So I think, yeah, it will benefit the academy massively, that. Oh, that's good to know. Um, and back, back to training as well. Is there is there one player you can, can pick out? This, this isn't my question, by the way. Uh, one teammate that you can pick out in terms of training in someone that sort of, you know, caught your eye the most. Is it the flair or the attitude or what? I like K- Casey. Casey's... Oh, well, Matt should be your best friend then. <laughs> I, I love Casey Palmer. What a player. I, Tommy, I would build my team around Casey Palmer. I think he is such a talented player. Yeah, he's... It's just the way you like... You pass the ball in a net and he'll literally just pass it. Mm. Like, no power. He'll just pass it in the corner. I'm thinking, how do you do that? Mm. I've got to whip it. He's just got to pass it. But, and then he's like, the way he dribbles, like, he can just turn it on like that. And he's off and he's through like six players and he just put it in the net. But everyone like in training, everyone's like shows what they can do. Everyone like you get a glimpse of what everyone can do. And it's like, that's why you're a professional footballer. That, yeah. That's why. Brilliant. You looking forward to pre-season? No. No one looks forward know, to pre-season. Well, no, no, it's, it's funny because I know, I know they don't. And, and obviously... I mean, it, it must be completely different it, now you're with the first team in, and what you'll be expected to do. But I also think there's probably an element of, you know, what's it going to be like a full pre-season with the first team? And yeah. But yeah, you'll get beasted, won't you? <laughs> Especially yeah, I, with the, the new gaffer, I'm sure. He's I, and, saw that. I think he's right, Tommy. He referenced the fact we didn't seem the fittest of teams or the most yeah. athletic or whatever he phrased. And so you kind of know the writing's on the wall really with what he's going to do, isn't it? Yeah. And I saw him yesterday and he was like, enjoy your time off. But he said, be, get ready to be sick when you're back. I was like, <laughs> I was like all right. I was like, all right. Brilliant. Love to hear it. Um, another question from a, a listener. What sort of role does Brian Tinian play individually? How often does he contact you? Um, and obviously he's been to watch you on loan, I'm sure, at Bath and Yate. So, uh, yeah, how's that relationship with Brian? Yeah, I have a good relationship with Brian. I, uh, during the season, speak to him most days, whether that's in person, whether he's at the training ground, whether he'll text me, he'll give me a call especially when I was at Bath on loan. I think that's that's important that he's got that role with the boys out on loan to make sure they're doing well, make sure they're okay as a person itself because it can be quite tough at times. But yeah, when I'm when I'm at City, I see him most days anyway. And he's always there if you need a chat and he always tells you if you need anything, just give him a call or text him and he's always there for anyone in the academy. So... It's yeah, fantastic. He's... It's fantastic to hear Matt, isn't it? I mean, he's been on the podcast twice now and yeah. he's just so easy to talk to, so knowledgeable about the game. You know, the, the the way that he explained his relationship with Mickey Bell on the pitch, that almost telepathic relationship. He's, he's starting to develop that now, you know, as player pathway manager and what a critical role he's got, particularly in the coming season. Yeah, ma- massive. And, and it's funny, 
Tins was was someone I would regularly see at football tournaments, and you could go across and talk to him. And he and he is that kind of guy. I mean, he's along with Scott Murray that they are Mr. Bristol City, aren't they? The, the the two of them. It's funny with Tins, and I think it is a massively important role that he's got. But there's also a bit of me that thinks I'd love Tins as director of football, and and what he might bring to that as well. But I think he's so good at what he's doing now, and so happy at what he's doing now that. I'm not sure that he would necessarily then have the the, the kind of direct involvement that, that he obviously loves. But yeah, he's he's a he's a total legend, isn't he? Total Absolutely. legend. Absolutely. A couple more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, one was, uh, who's the player you think you're most like in terms of style that we would know from sort of you know years gone by, whether it's a Bristol City player or a Premier League player? Who do you sort of model yourself on, or are you your your own man? I like I like watching Harry Kane. I've said I've said it a few times, but I like I like coming to feet to get on the ball. And it's like I referenced earlier when I played in the ten. I think I've got when I've gone back to playing as a nine. I think I've got it from there, mm. liking coming to feet and linking up. But one thing I've worked on now is spinning in behind, running the channels. So I think to have both is a good trait to have. But yeah, Harry Kane. I just love how simple he makes it. He's clean, and his finishing speaks for itself with the goals he scores. So, absolutely, yeah, scores of absolute screamers. And yeah. what I really like about Harry Kane is is the fact that he will literally shoot from anywhere. I, yeah. I've seen it so many times over the years that players trying to walk it in the net. I just like that confidence to knock it to one side. If you're in range, 20, 25 yards. Just have a have a shot, have a shot on yeah. goal. It's something that um, I love to see, Matt. And obviously, years gone by, we've seen that with City strikers. David Seal was springs to mind for me. Yeah. You might have might have you know heard of Tommy, but he has he scored some absolute screamers. And Nicky Maynard players like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bob Taylor, um, who for for me is one of one of my favourites of all time. But yeah, ha- Harry Kane's just another level in it. It'd be interesting to see yeah. if there's truth in the fact that he's sort of said he wants to go. Who comes in for him? Because you know you, you, you're guaranteeing, you know, certainly 20, 25 goals, don't you? Right, but I think this season of, he's only three yeah. or four teams that could probably afford him. I assume. No, that's exactly it. Yeah, because he's going to be probably upwards of a hundred mil plus, isn't he? But this season he seems to have also developed that role where he drop, he does drop back, and he's almost, he's almost kind of sometimes feels like he's playing midfield and knocking the ball through to himself. You know, where he seems yeah. to be all over the pitch, but. I think what Patch was saying there as well, Tommy, is because we got this celebrity game on Friday. That's his excuse for now saying why he shot everywhere. <laughs> well, why he's I, not but, passing. He's, he's yeah. trying to shoot from the left-hand touchline. Well, literally, there. when I play five-a-side, I hang about in front of the goalkeeper, get the ball, knock it to one side and shoot. And often yeah. it just sort of, you know, bounces off the I, wall I, and sets someone I up. I can up. imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, no, great great to hear, um, Tommy. Um, what, the last one I've got, and I don't know if you've got any closing questions, mm. but... Um, how does it make you feel when you see homegrown talent like Joe Bryan and Bobby Reed playing and scoring against Man United in the Premier League last night? And obviously that was fantastic to see last night. How does that make you feel when you see that progression? Bobby Reed, Joe Bryan, Lloyd Kelly, you know, the list goes on. Yes, I think when they were coming through, I was in my like prime academy stage 14, 15s, 16s. So when you see that, you know, it does give you that inkling that there is a pathway and mm. look you just see what they've done last night when they score they set each other up at Old Trafford this it's like 
what's the chances? It's like yeah. that's well, mad. Ho- hopefully, that's you and Riley Taylor in the Premier League for Bristol City in uh, in a few years' time. I think. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be very very nice. You've got quite a close relationship, I assume, with Riley. You came in together, and you've been together ever since. Yeah, since we were seven. So literally known Riley over half my life. But yeah, we we we've, we've seen players come and go together, but we've always been there all the way through. So yeah, we have a very good relationship. Brilliant good, to hear. good players. Matt, well. Any final just thoughts? Yeah, just I mean, t- kind of t- touching on Riley a little bit, but in terms of and taking you out of the equation because we 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 think you'll go to to the top. But with your current crop of players and maybe even some of the younger lads, is there anyone that you think you look at and think, yeah, this 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 lad's going to make it? You know, he's a, he's a top top player, has got every chance of not only with Bristol City but beyond that. Alex Scott, yeah, for me, yeah. So many people say that, Tommy, about Alex. Yeah, no, it's him. Ever the day he come in, and you just like. It, it, we was under 18s he was a first year mm. I was a second year and he come in and trained and he was he's like torn it up and I was thinking who's this he's like <laughs> who do you think you are yeah from Guernsey yeah. what the <laughs> yeah. because he was so quiet when he joined yeah. he was like everyone welcomed him but he was shy like like people are when they go in on trial at a club they're mm. almost scared but when he got on the ball, it was like he'd been there. His confidence was a joke. And like you, you could tell that stayed with him. Like you yeah. said, when he's taking three kicks for the first team on his debut or so. He'd been on five minutes and he took a free kick. I thought, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah, get in. <laughs> but yeah, Scotty for me. He'd go far. Good. Awesome. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to to chat to you, Tommy, and we wish you all the very best next season. Hopefully, you are you know pushing for a place in the first team next season, getting getting some starts, and we'll see. You know, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Um, so, thank you very much for coming on. Um, and yeah, it's been a great great to chat to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll give you a shout, Tommy, when I get the shirt and get you signed. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. Hundred percent. When the new shirt's out, Conway's going on the back, all right? And people are going, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah I made, made that pledge. Yeah. Love you, it. You have 50 on the back, Matt, as well? No, probably already? not. Yeah. I'll have, um, yeah. <laughs> when, I know, when I know Tommy's squad number, I'll put Tommy's squad number on there. But no, I'll have, uh, I'll have Conway on the top. And again, Tommy, really great talking to you. You you, uh, you come across as a, a really grounded, you know, good lad. And and again, I'll say it again, your, your parents must be really proud because they've done a cracking job. What a, a fine young man best of luck for the future mate awesome thank you thank you thanks for listening everybody we'll be back again soon with more content take care and thanks for listening